Well, good evening and welcome. My name is Luke, and I get to serve as the pastor here. It's good to have you here this evening. I always enjoy Christmas Eve services. There is uh, just an atmosphere and an ambiance that that you don't get any other time of the year. And these, so these are always just special services. The focus of this evening is very simple. The focus is on Jesus and his coming and on our gratitude. Later on tonight, we will be doing an offering. Um, All of that will be going to Grace Children's Home. That's a tradition we've had for several years now. And when you walked in, you were given a candle. If you've not gotten a candle, just flag down an usher and they'll give you a candle. Uh, That will come later on this evening. I'll explain that in a little bit more detail. Um, But uh, yeah, you should have uh, received a candle. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, this evening we remember. We remember a time when Jesus came, when you took on flesh for the purpose of teaching us, communicating with us, for saving us. Lord, we invite your spirit here tonight to move to work. Lord, may we have celebrative hearts and open listening hearts. We love you, Lord. Amen. Please stand with us. This is a night of worship. We're welcome you here. So glad you're here.
Señor. Tonight we get to finish lighting the, the Advent wreath. A month ago we started with the first candle. Traditionally this one is called the candle of hope. Uh, sometimes it's called the candle of prophecy. And really prophecy and hope are, are two sides of the same coin. Prophecy is when God speaks to us and hope is our response to that spoken word. So uh, really the first candle is simply a matter of you want to look at it from God's perspective or from our perspective. It's important to remember, though, that, that Christian hope is vastly different than, than traditionally worldly hope. Uh, worldly hope, kind of, or how we use the word hope in kind of the, the common language is, is it's, it's, it's kind of this longing desire that maybe, maybe something will happen. Christian hope is very unique in that Christian hope, we have absolute assurance that it will happen. One of the most famous prophecies that's often incorporated of this is out of Isaiah 7.14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And so as we, as we kind of work our way in towards the Christ candle, we start off with that spoken word, that spoken promise that a Christ child shall come. So we start with the candle of prophecy, the candle of hope. Secondly, we lit the candle of love. The whole notion of, of, of God coming to us, of God pursuing us, of, of God rescuing us. You know, when Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, he, he wasn't trying to be melodramatic or exclusive. He was simply stating reality. He was stating our reality, and what he was in essence saying was, I'm the only one coming for you. I'm the only one who can come for you. And, and this whole Jesus coming is, is really a rescue mission. And, and for him to come, I mean, it, it's a remarkable thing. It's, it's not just that, it, that a king was crucified on a cross, but rather the king who was, who was in the heavenlies, who was really in kind of this upper kingdom. I mean, he was absolute supreme king in, in, in the heavenlies. And he lowered himself. And, and not just within his kingdom, but he actually came down to our kingdom. And in our kingdom, he, he died in the most horrific way as a criminal on the cross. And Philippians 2 kind of has this poetic description of this descent, talking about Christ, consider, you, you know, he was equality with God. And he humbled himself, and he became a man and, and a servant, and he eventually died and died on the cross. And so we talked about the candle of love and his rescue mission. Then we moved on to the candle of joy. Our hope in the prophecy, his love for us, really they, they result in joy. When those angels first appeared to the shepherds, it was startling, actually terrifying for the shepherds. The first thing the angel had to say was, fear not. But then he continued on and he said, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. The Greek word for that bringing good news is actually the root word and is actually where we get our word evangelism. So you could actually translate that passage as fear not. I evangelize great joy. It will be for all people. 
Perhaps you could even sum it down to just say, I evangelize for all people. When it comes to talking about Christ, we, we get ourselves so psyched up and terrified about the whole thing. It's not that complicated. It's good news and results in joy. And it is for all people of the world. Last week we talked about the candle of peace. You know, Isaiah prophesied that Jesus would be the Prince of Peace. The angels showed up and they said, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. It's kind of confusing, though, because then Jesus shows up and he, he doesn't talk about peace. A couple times he says good things about peace. Sometimes he kind of almost has this negative spin on it. One of the most notable times, though, he says that, um, that he did not come to bring peace on earth, but, but rather division. And, and, and you can see it in Jesus' ministry, but really it's Paul in his writing who really kind of clarifies it for us. And he said, Jesus did come to bring peace, but, he, but the primary thing was that he, he brought peace between us and God. Peace between men is hope for, and we strive for it, but it's certainly not promised. But peace with God is offered, and if accepted, it is promised. Scripture even actually calls us enemies of God. But then he comes and he loves us as enemies and reconciles us to himself. So Jesus comes and and he offers us peace. He offers us reconciliation with God. And tonight we light the Christ candle. Tonight we remember that Christ came. And in some some ways it's kind of fun. It's as if all this has kind of been kind of building or anticipating towards the the Christ candle. Uh, Symbolically, we make the Christ candle the tallest one. He's the most important. We keep keep that one the white candle. He was the pure, spotless lamb. Uh, Out of the four candles, this is the only one that represents a person. All these others are, are virtues. And so, over this last month, we've really kind of been working inwards towards the Christ candle. So tonight, we remember... That Christ came, we celebrate his coming, and we respond with gratitude. I'm going to invite the ushers forward, and we're going to have the offering at this time.
people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness, on them his light shone. For to us a child is born. To us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince, Prince of, of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it. With justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. The Word was God. He He was was in the the beginning beginning with with God. All things were made through him. Without him. Was not anything made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light Light of of men. The light shines in the darkness. And the darkness has not overcome it.
Bethlehem Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you shall come forth for me, one who is to be ruler in Israel. Whose coming forth is from of old. From ancient days. In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world shall be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each in their own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn wrapped son, wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn.
Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz. Ask a sign of the Lord your God. Let it be deep as Sheol or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. And he said, Here then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men, that you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph. Son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus.
In the same region there were shepherds out in a field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord sh shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And the angels went away from them into heaven. The shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger and when they saw it they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them but Mary treasured up all these things pondering them in her heart and the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them would you stand as we sing Go tell it on the mountain. Go tell it on the
No, I don't think we'll ever really understand what kind of experience Mary had or, or kind of what she went through. I mean, if, for starters, if she had followed cultural norms, she would have been a teenager, mid-teens. And yet she knew Jesus and loved Jesus in a way that, that no one else ever would. And when Jesus, Lord of the universe, walked into a room, he interacted with Mary, his mother, a way that no other human will ever experience. Because you always interact with mom differently than, than you interact with the rest of the world. The God of the universe made himself so incredibly vulnerable uh, to Mary, uh, to really to humanity, in the most extreme way possible. In all of life, there is no other time where we are as vulnerable as we are when we are babies. Just the, the lack of physical strength, the lack of knowledge and understanding, the lack of communication. I mean, as a baby, you're really only aware of life is good, life is bad. And your only communication styles are I'm going to be quiet and I'm going to scream. That's, that's kind of all you got. Just total, complete dependence on the love and on the care of others. It's remarkable that Jesus was so willing to be so vulnerable with us. And so I ask you tonight, are you willing to be vulnerable with Jesus in return? You know, for the last month or so, we've, we've kind of been working in, kind of spiraling into to the Christ candle. But now we shift gears. And this point actually kind of marks a, a transition in, in what we're doing tonight. Because now we're going to start with the Christ candle. And in a moment, we're going to spread that outwards to us, through us, as we light the individual candles. And as you guys pass on that, the, the candle light to others. I'm going to ask our four candle lighters if they would come forward. They're just going to stand down here and, and face me. Let, me. let me just kind of, as they're coming forward, let me explain what we're about to do. In a couple moments, I'm going to pray. After I pray... Each of these candle lighters are going to come up and they're going to light their candle on the Christ candle. Then each one is going to go to a different row and they're going to slowly walk down the aisle. And for the person kind of on the aisle, they're going to hold their candle steady and you're going to light your candle off theirs. And then you're going to pass that onwards. Now, just kind of a practical word of instruction. If you have the lit candle, you keep it upright and you let the unlit candle bend to your lit candle. 
if you try to tip over the lit candle, then you dump wax everywhere. Uh, that's tough on outfits. So if you have the lit candle, you keep it upright. But tonight I'd invite you to be vulnerable with Jesus. It starts with Jesus. Um, the message, the, the symbol of life, everything flows out. Tonight, as you, as you bend your candle in to receive that flame, to symbolically receive that message, to symbolically receive that light, let that be a yes moment for you. Now, I don't know what you're needing to say yes to. Only God can do that. I know some of you have been Christians for decades. But normally there's still some part of our life where we've not yet let Jesus be completely Lord of our life. Sometimes there's a memory that he wants to be invited into that we're resisting. Sometimes there's a part of our future where we're really not seeking his counsel as we should. Perhaps for some of you, uh, this is the first time you've said yes to Jesus. And so this is simply the moment where you say, you know, I have been stubborn long enough. It's time that Jesus become my Lord and Savior. The larger your yes tonight, the more important it is that you tell someone about it. So symbolically, tonight, as you bend your candle to receive that flame, let that be a yes moment for you. But you'll have to ask Jesus first on what he'd, what he'd ask of you. And as you hold that candle upright for others, let that be that moment where you say, you know, I'm not ashamed, and I'll, I'll stand proud on this decision. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus so many years ago. Thank you that he is coming again. And Lord, as we physically prepare to receive the flame of this candle, I pray that spiritually that this is a yes moment. But God, first we need the question from you. Lord, what part of our life is it that you want to be invited into? What part have we not completely surrendered? What memory? What part of our future? Or maybe perhaps this is the first time where we say Jesus gets to be Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord, that you came once. Thank you that you are coming again. Thank you that we have this opportunity here and now to say yes to you. Amen.
Would you join us in singing Silent Night? Jesus. You're dismissed. Have a